Brady's Arva Limited, main dealers for Volkswagen cars and commercial vehicles, have been serving the needs of the motoring community in Cavan, Longford, Leitrim, Monaghan, Mead and the surrounding counties for over 50 years. A family-owned and family-run business, Brady's are famous for their long association with the GAA. If you're looking for a new or used car or commercial vehicle, check out Brady's Arva Limited. They provide an unrivaled sales and after-sales service and are open six days a week. Brady's Arva Limited. Get on the winning team today. See www.bradysarva.ie for more details. Check out We Are Calvin football podcast in association with McAvoy's Super Value, Virginia. Real food, real people. Try Super Value's own range in store today. Quality products at one third the price of branded labels. McAvoy Super Value, Virginia. Supporting Good ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the McAvoy Super Value GA podcast on wearecavan.com. I'm Damien Donahue. Delighted to be joined by Paul Fitzpatrick, the sports editor of the Anglo Celt. We're going to have a look back over Cavan's McKenna Cup campaign. Started with a bang and, and finished with a, a wee puff of air at the very end, being beaten by UUJ. And we're going to be looking ahead also to Cavan's opening round of the National Football League, the big class. The All Ireland champions are in town in Kingspan Breffney Park this coming Sunday at 2 pm. So we'll be looking forward to that and, and re- previewing that game as always. So, but looking back, Paul, I suppose, on the McKenna Cup, you know, going back to the Tyrone game, very first game of the year, very first competitive game anyway for Midlinen and Co. And, and all looked wonderful. It was it was a, a hell of a good start to a competition and getting the monkey off her back. And I remember you saying, I think it might have been on, on one of our podcasts, that to beat Tyrone or win the McKenna Cup, you'd rather beat Tyrone and lose the McKenna Cup than win the McKenna Cup without beating Tyrone. So was it a success overall, the McKenna Cup? It was. Let's not get too carried away by, by results in the McKenna Cup. The purpose of the McKenna Cup is to find, find players, really. You know, the McKenna Cup is a warm-up. And, a, and the National League is a warm-up. Like, I think Cavan have probably got a little bit carried away by the achievement in itself of, of reaching Division 1 of the league. Like the league is a means to an end. We have to remember that. It's nice to be playing Division 1 football, but only because it gives you a better chance to prepare for the championship. The championship is what you want to win. Who won the National League in 2008? We can't remember, but who won, won the All-Ireland? We know. So you, you have to keep it in perspective, and it's very important to keep the McKenna Cup in perspective as well. That said, I think we did discover players, and I did say that to you about about the Tyrone game. We had to beat Tyrone. We haven't beaten Tyrone since 2000. You know, 17 years is too long, and every time you lose them, it gets harder to beat them. Mm. So, um, Matty McLean had targeted that game, and he he said he was going to play his best team. He put his best foot forward, <coughs> and it was it was it was a great win. And they, they caught Tyrone on the hop. Tyrone didn't like it that day. Tyrone got ratty in the second half. Cavan stood up to them. I did think after the game that, that we, we'd end up meeting Tyrone again. As it turned out, Cavan didn't get through. Nobody saw that defeat to, to, to Jordan's time coming. That was a major a major disappointment. It was just a disappointment to throw away a game that we should have won. It, the, the game in itself was pretty meaningless. You get to a McKenna Cup semi-final or you don't. It doesn't really matter in the overall scheme of things. But you want to get into the winning habit. You don't want to get into the habit of losing games. And I thought Cavan maybe got a little bit complacent. I... I I thought it was unusual because Matty McLean made a point in interviews and I spoke to him two or three times and he said, I'm going to put out the best team I have every mm-hmm. game. And he was picking out players and he was saying, Jerry Smith, for example, he had a great game against against Tyrone and he says, Jerry Smith keeps his jersey. Jerry Smith's there. If Conor Minor wants into the team, if Darmy Feely wants into the team, they've got to take that jersey off Jerry Smith. And he actually says, 
and I think he wants to keep it. That was the example way mm. he phrased it. But next thing it comes to the to the Jordantown game and there's a whole raft of changes. And I know mine and McFeely played and they are regulars. But the team was probably weakened a little bit. They're trying to new faces and some of the lads did well. But you know, by the time he sent for the reinforcements from the bench, I think I think Jordanson were bringing on a very good quality of player off their bench, the likes of McBrearty and Ryan McHugh and um Bradley. Bradley was brilliant, like he, he caught Jason McLaughlin with one of those ankle breakers you see in basketball where he turned so fast that McLaughlin actually fell over. It was Bradley was so impressive for on a January night. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, I, I think they got enough out of it. I interviewed Owen Maguire, the, the strength and conditioning coach, or I suppose he's more of a high performance coach, um, on Saturday. And that's gonna be in, in Wednesday's Celt, uh, it's worth worth checking out. But he, I asked him about it and he says we're happy. He said we got three good games out of it and Crucially, what he also said was, it gives us extra time to train for Dublin. He said, we can train with Dublin in mind now for an extra couple of, of sessions that we wouldn't have had because you would have had a semi-final. Uh, so you weren't going to train overly hard in the days leading up to that as well. Cause you don't want to go out and lose heavily on, in a semi-final and potentially a final as well. So um, I think Kevin are just as happy. And I think, it, as, as you pointed out, beating Tyrone, if you're going to lose in, and not go through in the, in the McKenna Cup, beating Tyrone and not going through is still a good, a good way to have it. And on top of that, there is a strong possibility. I think had Cavan beaten Tyrone, they would have finished top, but Tyrone would have actually come as second uh, into the semi-final, which meant Cavan would have played Tyrone in a semi-final. Tyrone coming out all guns blazing. Their opening game of the National Football League, I think, is at home to Roscommon. So they they don't mind if they have two games, a semi-final and a final, which they, they now have had. Um, in in preparation for that Roscommon game because they don't have to prepare for the 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 giant that is Dublin coming or a Kerry coming. They have Roscommon and no disrespect to Roscommon, so it does make a difference to Cavan's preparation. But the surprise is that Midlinen's comments were all going the way of we'll put out our strongest team. We're not going to make huge changes. We're going to go out to win every single game. Like I've heard stories about. Uh, a game against Longford in a challenge match where he whipped off lads that were, were only on at half time to make sure that he won the game bringing back in the key players that he wanted to win every single game so it, it's it's just it's the mixed message coming out from there that's a little bit uh, that's kind of baffling the Cavan supporters I suppose and the, the other point being that Midlinen coming as an outsider he mightn't get the leeway that that a Cavan man Terry Highland would have got in the past like people are they're going to be fairly cutthroat and, and expecting everything to be done and said the way it's going to be done and said yeah absolutely yeah, I agree with everything you said there the, the night that they played they played Jordan Star and I thought it was funny after 20, 22 minutes uh, Cavan winning 5 points to no score and Sean McMahon from the South was beside me in the press box and uh, you were on other duties that night Damien you were yeah. just after becoming a father so you Finally, put something before football. But um, Sean McMahon, I turned around to Sean and I said, "I said, Jesus, these university teams are very poor." I said, "A few years ago, they were very competitive. Look at them now." <laughs> Within three minutes, they'd pulled back three points. Ryan McHugh was on the field, and the whole complexion of the game had changed. But from 22 minutes into the game, they outscored Cavan by 19 points to 19. Po- it finished 19-15, so they outscored Cavan by 19, 19 points 10. to 10. Over the over the final 47, 47 minutes of the game, which is really incredible, like you wouldn't see it coming at that stage of the game. But yeah, Madlena won't like that. It it probably wouldn't do them any harm to get a, 
to get a defeat because you, you can get a false sense of security when you're coasting maybe if if, if Martin McHugh uh, hadn't put on all those good players there was a, there was a lot of fellas names that weren't recognisable in that team you might have coasted through that game and got a false sense of where you're at so it probably it, it definitely it was a disappointing but not a setback I'd describe it but um, go back to your, to your other point you were making there about about we would have had to play Tyrone again I gave that a lot of talk uh, last week and I, I, I kind of came to the conclusion that that um, we should we shouldn't be afraid to play at our own again. If you look at last year, I I, I think we, this is something we talked about at length on a podcast last year about how before Cavan played Armagh, having beaten them by seventeen points in the league, you had people like I think Martin McHugh was one, and Ocean McConville was definitely one. Good football uh, judges who were saying that they fancied Armagh to beat Cavan, and they were saying like, oh yeah, they were beaten by seventeen points in the league. That won't happen again. And I was laughing and saying. That's crazy. That wouldn't happen in boxing. He mm-hmm. oh, he, he knocked that fella out cold last week. Oh, jeez, that won't happen again. Yeah. Do you know, it wouldn't, doesn't happen in, in other sports. And that goes back to an era, that we, as we said before, where you could bang a table and get a little bit of motivation out of it. But teams are too well prepared for that. And we saw that last year, where Cavan played, played Tyrone uh, four times last year in the group stage of the league, in, in the league final and twice in the championship. And Tyrone won three and drew one. Cavan played Derry three times, Derry won three. Um... Armagh and Leash played three played three times, and Leash won all three. Mm-hmm. So you know, and Tyrone played Derry five times last year because they played oh, them in a tournament in 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 uh, Mechanic Cup. They played them twice in the Mechanic Cup. They played them in, in the, the group stage of the league, and they played them in the championship. And Tyrone won five out of five. One of them went to extra time. So like the better team generally wins. So it, it goes back to something Mickey Hannon always says that when 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 you you put in a a really peak performance. If you can back that up and back that up, suddenly that becomes a norm, and you can reach for the higher ground again next next time out. So I, I wouldn't I wouldn't have um, been too concerned if we had got Tyrone again. I think it probably would have been good because it gave you the chance to get every time you play Tyrone, you're going to get that little bit closer to them. So Hannon, right writing in his column, I just subbed it this morning for for this week's Celt as well. He talked about Dublin coming first in the league for Cavan. He he says for that similar logic, he says that's perfect for Cavan. Not alone is it a good time to get Dublin when they probably haven't hit full stride, but also it'll show it shows Cavan the, the level that they have to get to, and it, it, you know you're you're better off being introduced to it with a bang and mm. and being being hitting your full stride for the middle rounds of the league than playing one of the the so-called weaker teams in that division and then trying to build up, trying to build up and maybe drop points, pressures on, you know, whole pile of things could go wrong. So big big game on Sunday, the Dubs coming to town. We haven't seen Dublin here for a league match. I don't remember it. No. Well before our time. Well, definitely well before my time. I'm not sure about you. <laughs> but it's, uh, it's, it's going to be an absolutely wonderful occasion. And we'll move on to that. But looking just on the McKenna Cup, back on it. What What's the real positives that came out from that? Who are the players that, from from the games that you've seen in the McKenna Cup, that we can say, well, they're ready to maybe make an impact and, and grab that jersey and hold on to it? Well, let's going through the team. Uh, I think some fellas have probably played themselves out of a out of a place. Um, some lads didn't show up well. Other lads showed up very well. Um, Park Faulkner showed now that he's ready to become a real regular. He played played great stuff in the league last year. Didn't didn't start uh, in the championship, but I think he has matured well over the last twelve months. Had a great McKenna Cup campaign. Uh, Sean Johnston as well, uh, in great shape, playing really well. Showing great leadership as well, um, Killian Clark. You know the main fellas, you'd be, you'd be happy with. Um, 
My mind has gone blank of the of the new fellas that come out. Well, Jerry Smith, of course. Yeah, yeah, my man crush. <laughs> How could you forget? That? <laughs> you have a picture up on a poster up on your wall of him. <laughs> yeah, I talent spotted him a long time ago. It was after he won his fourth Ulster medal. I think I reckoned he might might have a bit of potential. <laughs> but no, I think he's he's. Uh, I always thought he was potentially a superstar, and I think he he showed up really well against against their own. I think at the, by the end of this National League now, especially with a big televised game against Dublin and all that, you'll find that Jerry Smith's profile is a lot higher. He was better known around the county. Shane Duffy, who's a friend of mine from college that used to play in goals for Monaghan, he's living up in Retote now, but out of the blue, he texted me there a few weeks ago and he says, what's Jerry Smith from Lavi like? Someone must have told him about Jerry and I was saying the same. I said, he's, he's potentially brilliant. And then he texted me after the Tyrone game. He's like, well, I'll see what you're saying now about Jerry Smith. So he's he's one that I think will, will nail down the place. I thought Conor Minor played well against against uh, Jordanstown. Darren McFeedy um, showed well too. Martin Riley did very well centre-back mm-hmm. against Tyrone uh, in particular. I wasn't at the Donegal game. That now. could be a real find. Martin Riley you know, at centre-back. In, in, well, definitely in a lot of games, he, he he's going to give you something different. And, and his ability to man-mark, especially against Peter Hart, that they showed that he can do both because he was driving forward and yet able to man-mark Peter Hart. Yeah, and he's in such good shape. Like He's got the engine for it. Um, I think he's. I think Martin Riley has really developed into a top-class inter-county footballer. Like, definitely. He's at his peak now. Martin's about 20... 20 uh, he's 29 this year. I think he's 29 in May. So you know, Martin is at his absolute—he's in his absolute prime now, and he's in tremendous shape. Um, good leader as well. I think this would be a big year for Martin Riley as well. Like he had a—he last year's form dipped a little bit in the league, but he's a very consistent player in general. Like he came back in the championship and had a couple of mighty games. Like he's man of the match against Armagh. Like over the last—I would say pound for pound—over the last three years, he's been Cavan's best player. Like he was player of the year one year, could have been in another year. Mm. And Darmy Feedy's catching right up to him as well. The, the 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 concern I would have is the the full forward position, um, basically replacing David Givney. Like it's not going to be easy. Could the lacking man Niall McKeown? He done very well. I only seen a few minutes of the, or I only seen him for the few minutes against Tyrone. But it, when when he was in in that full forward position, his movement looked good. He scored a point coming from the square out to the right hand side and hooking the ball over the bar with his left foot. So he he has the physique, and I think he has the the finishing ability. Yeah, actually, well, Niall's a lad that 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 should have been probably on the cabin panel the last few years, probably. Uh, really knuckled down and played brilliant uh, club football last mm-hmm. year for Lacken and I, I think he definitely is one I should have mentioned him actually he definitely is one fella that, that you could see slotting in and, and and making an impact at inter-county level as you say the size he's got the engine like his, his pedigree is good he's a he's nephew of Katrina McKernan's like one of the greatest Irish sports people of all time so he's got an awful lot going from Niall McKernan for, for sure and another fella who I thought was unlucky to be taken off against Jordanstown was Shane O'Rourke he had a mighty first half scored two good points I'd like to see a little bit more of him as well Like he's probably a wee bit raw he's he's new to the scene but th- like going on that evening he didn't look out of place Yeah and he, he I think that baffled an awful lot of supporters as you said I, I wasn't at that game but it was the talking point coming out from that game that he scored two points I think he had two other scoring chances he made an interception that, that was a definite goal and then was taken off. It was a strange decision, and especially for a lad that maybe for confidence it it, it mightn't have done him any good. But he he definitely looked like he was he was fit to compete at that level. Oh yeah, it was it was baffling. But I just presumed he was injured, and like he wasn't limping or anything. I presumed he was he was injured. He had picked up some bit of an injury that we couldn't see as he walked off. But otherwise, it was absolutely baffling. He was the pick of the midfielders on show on both sides in the first half that day. So. 
you, you don't know like um, that was just an even to forget for Cavan in general a few things they tried out like that went wrong but uh, Joe Dillon's another fella that is that is coming to his mouth now as they say in the hills so mm. um, I, th- <laughs> I think Joe I, I I know Joe well through handball um, and he's he he's a friend of mine, like, and he's a, he's a hell of an athlete. Something else, you know, and he's he offers something that very few players in Cavan offer as well. He's aggressive, he he's athletic, he can win the ball. He's extremely strong, he and he he knows where the net is as well. Mm. Paul O'Connor's another fellow who knows where the net is, and uh, very accurate delivering the ball as well. We saw that saw that with the goal he set up for Jerry Smith. For Jerry Smith. So look, there's a lot of positives. I think the the batch of players that have come into the panel this winter are probably ahead of the batch who came in last winter. Last year, Terry brought in a few new fellas and none of them really came through for championship. Some of them did well in the McKenna Cup. But this year, I think these fellas are probably a little bit ahead and I think I think you might see one or two of them featuring against the Dubs. You could do. Speaking of the Dubs, this this weekend, two o'clock in Kingsman Breffney Park, um, you know, you're bringing, you're bringing the locomotive to town that, that's the All-Ireland champions. What, they've won three in a row national leagues at this stage, I think. So, you know, they're... The dubs don't take the league lightly, and they're going to be looking to get off to a good start. But you know, can Cavan realistically are we good enough to compete with the likes of the dubs at this stage in our development, or with the team we currently have? We're we're going to take the field against the dubs without two of the best players in the county, which is Carroll McCann and David Givney. Like they're two fellas that that we can't replace, in my opinion. So I don't think we're going to be at absolute full strength. For on that occasion we're not going to have David all year Garoge will be back maybe get some game time against Monaghan I'm told um, so Garoge won't be too long like it's not there was scare stories going around that Garoge got a really bad injury but I don't think I don't think it's that bad I think it was more wear and tear it, it was a contact injury actually uh, which uh, and then it led to wear and tear and they're getting it all sorted out now in fairness to Cavan they didn't get very many injuries last year mm-hmm. Niall Murray got an injury on club duty but I think that was a contact injury as well so Cavan are um this is all information I picked up now from the interview with Owen Maguire. I'm passing on his knowledge as my own now at this stage. So sure sign of a spoofer. But I, I think, yeah, without Garoge and David, like um, it takes something out of the team. I definitely think that. They're two fellas that you'd love to see Philly McMahon or, or um, what do you call the fullback, Johnny Cooper, Martin Givney. Like, it would be a great battle. That would be brilliant. And you'd love to see Garoge do his thing on, the, on that stage. It's going to be on TV. Like, he, on his day, he's as good as any footballer in Ireland. Like, without a doubt, I'd, Fairly believe that, so it's a pity he's not getting that stage. But we have to look at the, the players that are available. Can Cavan compete? Absolutely. I hope. I just hope we don't compete for forty minutes and fall away. Like I, I can imagine the boys in Breffney if Cavan have Dublin on the ropes in the last ten minutes, and the place would be absolutely jumping. They're expecting about between ten and eight and, and ten thousand. The secretary told me last week. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if they get a little bit more. Like mm. it's just the fact it's on TV might take a bit away from it too. But you know the surprising thing was. Liam McCabe told me that the, the the highest attendance at a national league match last year was the Mayo Dublin game at Crow Park, and that was twelve thousand. Aside from the finals, I thought national league games were getting more than that. Oh my God! No, I, I, yeah, geez, that's a big, big surprise. Now I would have thought that that even this weekend, I would have thought ten to fifteen thousand was something that you'd you'd expect because you'd imagine the fact that the All Ireland champions are coming. It's the first time Dublin have played in Breffney Park. Um, since the M3 has been developed and, and, and put up. So the the trip down is very short. The amount of Cavan 
people living in Dublin, they're all going to come down. Like I'd say it'll be the biggest Cavan crowd we'll have ever seen. Well, sorry, that I'll have ever seen at a National League game. So it's uh, to me, I, I'd have thought ten to fifteen thousand would have been realistic, but maybe, maybe it's I, maybe it's not. I thought that too. I was honestly thinking like this is going to be a huge attendance. I thought we were thinking fifteen plus, maybe mm-hmm. like sixteen, seventeen, but they're not. No, they're not expecting it. Like um, the Cavan crowd will come out in numbers. Like last year, last year Cavan had what was a nine and a half thousand for the for the Galway game, which was which was basically almost it was the next best thing to a championship match, mm. and it was a bad day, and we got a huge crowd. And Galway didn't travel in big numbers that day, really, so it was it was. Um, I think I think we'll see more than than Liam expected. I think we might see twelve, thirteen, but it'll be. It'll be brilliant. It'll be a brilliant occasion. I actually look back on the, the famous 1989 game. You were probably at them in a Crow Park. Um, I looked back on it during the week and it was hilarious. So I started writing the piece as just a look back on that game. And I got a brilliant photograph of the team, a colour photograph from, from John Quirk, the photographer in Navin. I had a, you know, there is a black and white photograph of that one that's been published a few times, but this is a lovely colour one. Excites likes me this sort of thing. But uh, when I, I started off writing it as, as just a look back on the game. But I end up turning it into a, a sort of an opinion piece about how Cavan fans just lose around themselves. It was hilarious. If you actually read, read the Celt at the, from that week, there was three full broadsheet pages. At the, at the time, the Celt was the size of a car windscreen. And there was three full broadsheet pages about the game. And the headline was something like, uh, Glory, Glorious Cavan, uh, lose the battle but take the spoils. Or take, take the spoils, lose the battle but, but take the spoils. And then there was like um, huge glory for Cavan in defeat. Sean McMahon interviewed about six or seven of the players and they were saying like this is only a taste of this young team. They were absolutely going to town on them. And the fact was that they played well that day by all accounts. Reading between the lines and then reading the report in the Irish press, they went 5-0 up um, with a very strong wind. Played really well, got caught at the end. Dublin were kind of pulling away. But um, there was, it was absolutely... It was, they were saying this has put Cavan back on the map. Hysteria. That was on... That, was on uh, that game was played on the 9th of April, right? The last week in May, Cavan played Donegal. You know where this is going. Cavan played Donegal in the championship and got well beaten in Breffney Park. And Eamon Gaffney absolutely lacerated the selectors and the players. Now, he lacerated the selectors who played the same 15 that played against Dublin. There, was no, there were no changes. They were, they were described as magnificent. The full-back line was described as absolutely magnificent, right? The, the report after the Donegal game said every single person bar the people who should have known knew how, <laughs> how dodgy the Cavan full back line was so this is the, an example of Cavan and it, it said that they're sticking with certain players to the point of near idolatry okay right so this is an example of Cavan people totally losing around themselves we, we put in a good performance in a National League semi-final against Dublin and suddenly we're back <laughs> you know so I, I think it, that, if we learn anything from looking back at the 1989 game it is just keep a bit of perspective if we beat Dublin again, just calm down because it's a, it's a long a national league game is a long way from when it really matters. Yeah, it definitely is. Just one last thing before I let you go. Um, Key and Mackie is back in, or well, definitely back in Ireland anyway. And rumours are he's back on the Cavan panel or uh, in in about the place anyway. So it'll be, I suppose, a, a fully fit and and in good shape. Key and Mackie is going to be a huge advantage, but. You'd wonder, can he get himself back into that level of fitness and shape in time for a national league? I don't. Yeah, I don't know what sort of shape he's in. Um, I'm a big fan of of Kia Mackey, and I I've long been of the opinion that he won't be appreciated fully till he's gone. Um, you know, he's a bit of a rogue. Like I like that about him. Like he's 
he's good crack, like, and he 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 he's a great footballer, but he also he's not one of these robots. He's a bit of a character, but he, he it is worth saying he is a great footballer. Like he he does have an awful lot uh, going from that. That's probably taken for granted sometimes. He has speed. I don't know if he's as fast as he was, but he's still very fast. He's a brilliant passer for the ball, and uh, he's also a good free taker. Like he's even for Casaran, he he can kick some great frees. He's got a huge boot on him for for. He doesn't look like a huge big player with a huge big boot, but he actually has a great. He can kick long range scores. Like he he can get away from a man. He's a lot of experience. He's just one of those players that that. As Omar Maguire was saying to me the last day, like he's a multi sport player. He played a lot of soccer and all that. And he just has something. But you know, it's it's a young man's game now. County football, it really is a young man's game. And like Mackie's twenty nine, I think now, um, but he's enough of the miles on the clock. He's probably. There's probably fellas at 33 or 34 having, having as much miles on the clock. So whether he can get back to where he was at... Look, at the county final was played on the 3rd of November. I thought he was Casarana's best player. That's not that terribly long ago. It's only... Well, no, not the 3rd of November. Um, it was a... When was End it? of October. End of October, yeah. But it's not that long ago. It was 10 October. weeks ago or whatever. I know Keane was in London for a few weeks, but I don't think how much, there's only so much damage he can do in a few weeks. So I hope to see Keane back in the team and playing fit in the next few weeks. Yeah, definitely. We we, we all would like to see that, all right, because when, when he's at his best, he's going to be a huge asset. So um, thanks very much, Paul, for joining us here on the McAvoy Supervisor GA podcast. Um, stay in contact with us here on Twitter at We Are Cavan or on Facebook. Let us know what's going on in the world of GEA. We're hoping to bring you more interviews later on in the week in the build up to the National League game and maybe some look back on the ladies' football from earlier this weekend where Cavan suffered a, an opening round defeat at the hands of Westmead. So thanks very much for listening to the McAvoy Super Value GEA podcast. Looking for somewhere for a post match point? To catch up on the crack and discuss the game? Why not call into Michael Mooney at the Sleeve Ross Bar, College Street in Cavan Town? The Sleeve Ross is famed for its warm, friendly atmosphere and great points. So drop into Michael and staff today. You won't be disappointed. Romar Energy offer the best energy solutions for your home and business. We offer A-rated condensing boilers for gas and oil, solar thermal water heating systems and cost-effective systems for generating heat. So if you want us to help you cut your fuel bill by 50%, check out romarenergy.ie. Romar Energy, working towards a greener planet.